Luke chapter number 12, this is a little thought the Lord laid on my heart. Let's read, if you will, verse number 40. Luke chapter number 12 and verse number 40. The Bible said, Be ye therefore ready also, for the Son of Man cometh at an hour when ye think not. Would you agree with that tonight? Brother Michael Courtney, that's the blessing. Amen, amen. You know tonight, church, there's a lot of folks says they're ready until it comes right down to where the rubber meets the road. Then I don't believe they're truly ready to meet God. Uh, I know tonight that this world thinks that they're ready to meet God, but when they meet Him, they won't be so ready. The world state that it's in right now is in a state of, I am my own God. Turn with me in the book of Acts in chapter number uh, 21, if you will, and read with me there, verse number 13. Then Paul answered, What mean ye to weep and to break my heart? For I'm ready not to be bound only, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I want to ask you a question tonight. To be bound to something means that you've made a covenant. And that's exactly what being saved is. You came into covenant with God that you would try your best not to sin. That's a covenant that's easily broken. That's a covenant that a lot of folks take lightly. That you agreed to live godly and honestly. You're bound by that agreement that you made. When you said, God, I know I'm a sinner. When you said, God, I know I need to be saved. When you said, God, if you'll save me, and most of us said something to this effect, I'm willing to do whatever you want, Lord. I'm willing to do anything. Then God asked us to do something and we want to back up on Him. The world wants to change the will of God to the man's will and man's way. But the Word of God said that every man's righteous in his own eyes. You know, we can justify about anything. you got enough books out there to justify it. Amen. Enough versions of the Bible to justify whatever you want to justify. I know that if you talk to a Rastafarian, uh, they have one queen, <laughs> but they have many concubines. And that's justification of sinning. Amen. And I said, listen, you're bound by your own law there. A concubine is somebody that you keep up. How many of those that you're sleeping with do you keep up? And that young Rastafarian said, oh man, you don't understand. I said, no, you don't understand. God don't accept your ruling. God has his own rules. We're bound, amen. I, I, listen, are you ready to meet the Lord? Listen, do you realize you're going to meet God? Ready or not, you're going to meet God. You're going to give an account for every deed done to body. <coughs> and if it's not under the blood, guess what? And as long as you think you're not sinning, you'll never put it under the blood. It's only when we realize that we've sinned and come short that we'll put it under the blood. Say amen. I'm glad tonight 
that God knows us better than we know us. Uh-huh. How you like that one? I don't like that, preacher. Well, you can't leave that chapter and verse out. We can't just pick and choose what we want. You made an agreement. Like joining the church, you made an agreement. Amen. Romans chapter number 1, verse number 15. So, as much as in me is, I'm ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now, I read that to say this. Yes, I'm ready to preach. Wherever, whenever, whatever God will open the door, I'll go preach. Or I'll preach in the street or I'll preach on the job site. That doesn't make no difference to me. But what I'm asking you tonight, are you ready? Are you ready to be a Christian? Are you ready to testify? Are you ready to stand up when you need to stand up? Are you ready to shut up when you need to shut up? Sometimes we get them backwards. But you know, there's also, we need to answer that calling to preach too, ain't we? I was telling Brother Jonathan and Brother Julius both, I said it seems like there's more churches getting open every day and fewer preachers. And what's saying they are preachers ain't willing to be pastors. There's a lot of headaches comes with pastoring the church. I was telling my brother Jonathan, I said, now brother, there's a lot more to it than just preaching. There's a whole lot more to being a Christian than just saying I'm a Christian. There's a whole more, a lot more to living it than just going to church. Oh, preacher, you're meddling. I know it. It's my job. Turn with me, if you will, in Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter number 6. <clears throat> Y'all going to have to pray for my throat tonight. Are you there? I'm glad you are. Verse 18. That they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate. Are you with me? Say amen. There's, he's asking a lot there. Would you agree? He's asking a lot that they do good. <laughs> I want to help somebody tonight. Would you let me please? Not what you think's good, but what the Word of God said is good. Because sometimes we think it's good and it ain't good. Say amen. To do good, that they be rich. We want to stop right there and jingle our pockets, don't we? But what about in good works? Let me say this to those that's listening here tonight in the auditorium and those by the airway. There is more to it than coming to an altar and going and being baptized. There's more to it, Brother Richard, than they are sitting on a pew, singing in the choir, 
There's a whole lot more to being a Christian than just showing up at church. Are you ready for all those good works? (laughs) I'm not saved by works. But because I'm saved, I work. Because I'm saved, I preach. I go. Even when it's not comfortable. Even when it's not profitable. Even when nobody wants it. (laughs) We only want to go when it benefits, feels good. Then he said, ready to distribute. What do you got to distribute? Every Christian has been asked to distribute. What do you have? What about your testimony? How God saved you. Do you believe God can save others by you telling how God saved you? And what he saved you from? That's one of the greatest things that you'll ever have to give to somebody else. Ready to distribute. What are you ready to distribute? Well, do you come to church and you sit down on a pew, look like you've been eating green persimmons and you sit there all pouted and puffed up? Please do not distribute that. I don't want it. I mean, if you come in here in the mully grubs and you're pouted up, puffed up, blowed up like a toad frog, don't even speak to me. Just keep it all to yourself. Come in here all bowed up on God and dare God to bless you. And dare God to bless anybody next to you. And dare God just to even speak to your heart you, you're satisfied being in the mully grubs. You ever been around folks like that? Boy, I have. I mean, you could give them ice cream by the tub full and they'd gripe because the spoon was too little. You know what I'm saying? Don't distribute that. How come it is we're so eager to distribute the bad things but never the good things? Hello? Am I talking to anybody here tonight? I believe I am. Turn on over in 2 Timothy chapter number 4. Verse number 6. For I am now ready to be offered. And the time of my departure is at hand. I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Which the Lord the righteous judge shall give me. At that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Now listen to the next verse. Do thy diligence to come shortly unto me. Are you with me? For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica, Caesarea, to Galatia, Titus unto Dalma, only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee, for he is profitable to me for the ministry. Are you ready to be offered? And are you really profitable to the ministry? (laughs) I didn't pastor very long until I went back to preacher Carl Rowland. I said, preacher, I need to apologize. He said, son, what are you apologizing for? I said, I'm sorry I wasn't a better member. I know what you're going through now. 
He said, son, you ain't got nothing to apologize about. He said, you were a good member. I said, I don't feel like it right now. <laughs> Do you feel like you're a good member in the family of God? Are you distributing for the blessings of God that God saved you and gave you and you realize how blessed you are? Now think about it. From the youngest in this building, you're blessed with youth. And believe me, at my age and, and from here up, youth is wasted on the young. I wish God had kept some of it in reserve for us older folks. But I'm glad he's got a new body waiting on me. I ain't going to have to take this into heaven. But think about it. Are you ready to be offered up? Are you? Are you willing? Are you diligent? Isn't it funny that a man of God has to put in his word writing here, they've turned their back. They're not profitable anymore. They went by the wayside. Well, if they can't backslide, how come it's in the word? If they can't get out of the will of God, how come it's in the Word? Now think about it here, church. He said, For Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world. How many do we know is like that tonight? That sit right here in this church. Not to count all the other churches that I know and all the other folks I know. And they use the phrase sometimes, I'm just not into that anymore. Are you saved? Yeah, I'm saved. I'm going to heaven, but I ain't going to church anymore. Friend, you ain't going to go to heaven. I don't believe it. One or two things, you never ever got saved or you backslid so cold and indifferent on God, you don't know the difference, one or the other. Because if you were God, you'd be getting a whooping. Are you with me? If you were God's child, God be whipping you. Are you ready to be offered? Are you really ready to be offered? Next book over, Titus chapter number 3, verse number 1. Put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers, to obey magistrates, to be ready to every good work. Faith Lynn, you fell right in this one tonight, honey. My answer in advance is yes. Hello? You say, preacher, you shouldn't call people out by name like that. God does. God does. She knows I love her. I'm not fussing at her. I'm just saying we're snared by our own testimony. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, I want to, I want to, I want to. And then God asks us and we say, no, Lord, no, Lord, no, Lord. I'll never forget... Brother Glenn and I was together and he was asking this young preacher about going to Jamaica. And this young preacher said, I'll pray about it, Brother Glenn. Brother Glenn looked at him and said, Young man, let me tell you something. You don't have to pray about preaching. You might have to pray about what to preach. But you don't have to pray about preaching. If God called you to preach, he said be instant in season out of season. So something ain't no need to praying about it. If you are a preacher, you ought to be willing to go. And then I used the excuse when Brother Joy Beam asked me, said, Preacher, would you go to Jamaica? I said, well, if God will provide the money, I'll go. He said, pack your bags. That's exactly how he didn't hesitate. He said, pack your bags. 
I said, what do you mean? He said, if you are willing, God will provide the money. My wife's a witness. He provided a little more than what I needed to go to Jamaica. Now think about this. If you're willing to distribute yourself, if you're willing to be offered, are you with me? If you're willing that God would save you and use you, why wouldn't you let God use you? I like what Glenn told that young preacher. You don't have to pray about preaching, son. If God got, you know, a preacher, they're saying this when they say that. I want to preach in a big church. I don't want to go to no mission field. Hello? I'll have to pray about going to a small church. I want to go to a big church where I can be seen. I'm one of the big preachers. I don't want them preaching in my church, period. If they ain't willing to preach to two, they don't need to preach to 200. Amen. I have preached a lesson to. I preach to the squirrels. Yeah, I have. I was riding horses back through yonder one day, and the Holy Ghost hit me, and I just went to preaching right out in the middle of nowhere. I did. Singing, preaching. I couldn't get myself to give an offering, but I tried. I even took my hat off, but I didn't put nothing in it. Put it back on my head. Hey, if you have to have a crowd, if you have to have a certain number, if you have to have a certain amount, you need to get saved and be ready. That's what I'm preaching tonight. Are you ready for the Lord to come? There's a lot of folks going to get caught unaware when the Lord knocks on their door and time ceases to be no more here and they're standing in the presence of God. Let me tell you what Uncle C.A. Hensley told me. I said, Uncle A., Brother Dean Owensby and I was there visiting. I said, what do you wish you could do over again? He thought for a few minutes and he said, I wished I'd have done more for my Lord. This man was ordained junior high school in 1936. He entered six churches and he's telling me that he wished he'd have done more for God. I never ever knew him when he wasn't a preacher. I never ever knew him when he wasn't godly. So in my mind, I'm thinking, what else could you have done? But in his mind, he saw that he come short. Most of us in here tonight could look and say, we sure have come short. We want to go to heaven. We're ready to go to heaven. But what are we going to do when we stand before the judgment seat our hearts are going to melt within us and we're going to have that same thought I wished I had done more for my Lord you know them times when we're selfish you know what I'm talking about you know when there was singing needed to be done on main street and you just decided to stay in your easy chair Oh, they can take care of it. I'm not going. It's a little cold out there tonight. I'm not going. You know the time when all went down and 
sang at somebody's house. Or they went door to door witnessing. Or they got together and practiced for a Christmas play. Ah, they can take care of it. My answer in advance is what? Should be. It should be. But it's not always that, is it? It's not always, Lord, I will, no matter what. Sometimes it's, Lord, I don't really want to. Mmm, doesn't that hurt tonight? Hurts me, I don't know about you. Because I have said the same thing to the Lord. Lord, let somebody else take care of it. 1 Peter chapter 3. Verse number 15. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. And be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope. That is in you with meekness and fear. Having a good conscience that whereas they speak evil of you. As of evildoers, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse you your good conversation in Christ. For it is better, if the will of God be so, that you suffer for well-doing than for evil-doing. Are you with me? For Christ also has once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit, by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison, which sometimes were, are you with me? Say amen. <coughs> Disobedient. When once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being, was a preparing, wherein few... That is, eight souls were saved by water. The like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us. Are you with us? Not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience towards God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ who is gone into heaven and is on the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers being made subject unto him. But he said, sanctify, are you with me? Sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. We live in a society and a church world right now that wants to blame everybody and everything but themselves. I don't like going down there. That preacher's too loud. He preaches out of that old King James Bible. I want that new version. They've got every kind of excuse. And, and what always befuzzles me, Brother Richard, is they got an excuse, but they ain't going nowhere. Now, you can't tell me there ain't a church in this county or McDowell or Ruffton or somewhere around here close that you can fit in. If you can't fit in in all the churches in say three or four counties around here, then there's got to be something wrong with you. Not the church. The Word of God is perfect. Perfect. There's nothing wrong with the Word of God. 
There's nothing wrong with that old King James Bible. It lies within us. Are you ready? What are you ready for? Well, let me finish in this way. Some come to church looking for the end before the beginning. They look at their watch and say, I wonder how long it's going to be. They just walked in the door. I've seen that, Joe. I've even heard young ones ask mom and daddy, how long are we going to be here? Husbands, ask their wife, how long will this take? Third wives, ask their husband, is this going to take forever? I've even heard them say about me when I'd get up and shout at Trent Hill, we'll be here all day, old loudmouth's up. <laughs> I heard that joke when I was running through the aisles that day with Preacher Carl Rowland, and I thought in myself, you get done before I do, you're going to hurt me. I ain't shouting because you're here. I'm shouting because he's here. <laughs> I mean, if you don't want to shout with me, go on the house. You ain't going to bother me. <laughs> I'm just going to get along with God, and when he's willing, he'll turn me loose. But some of us has that mind thought at times, don't we? You ever come to church saying, well, I hope he don't pray, preach much past 12. My beans will be burnt. There's a such thing as a crock pot and it's got low on it. <laughs> Just put it on low. It'll be perfect when you get there. We bought Brother Orlonzo and LV one of them and Brother, he burnt that thing out before I got back the next year. He used it every single day. He said, we go away in the morning. He said, we don't never know what time we get home at night. And he said, put that... He loves pork. He put that pork and taters on there. He said, come in, just fall off the bone. He said, good and hot, ready to eat. And he had burned it up the first year. So we bought him a nudding. Bought him a little better one that time. He said, I didn't even know they made things like that. Him and his wife, both busy. He done 30-some weddings that year, a month. Yeah. They had him contracted for the ships that come in and they wanted weddings. And he'd have to drive down, which was our half drive from his house down to Ocherius and do weddings. You had to do a contract with him for a whole year. And he was doing 30 a month. He's also the census taker. When a child is born in Jamaica, before it's eight days old, you have to go to the church and you have to register that baby in its name. That's the law. So he has to do all of that for all the babies born in his district. He's pastoring five churches. Hello. His wife is a, was a college professor at that time. So they didn't have a whole lot of extra time. Hello, goodbye in the morning, see you late tonight sometime. Right? A lot of times he didn't come in, we was going to bed. And we're talking midnight. And back up again at 5 o'clock. No wonder he burnt that crock pot up. Cooking his meals. But what about you? Let me ask you a question. Would you work 30 days in a row for God? Now be careful. Don't say that unless God might put you to work. Might say, son, get out and visit the neighborhood for the next 30 days. 
Can I say something and not hurt nobody's feelings? It's hard to get them to come to church three times a week, 30 days. Am I telling the truth? Are you ready? Let me close. If you're truly ready, you're truly willing. If you're truly ready, you're truly willing. And if you ain't willing, you probably ain't ready. My answer in advance is yes. Lord, I want to be saved. That's a place for an amen. Lord, I want to live right. Lord, my answer in advance is yes. Whatever you want me to do, wherever you want me to go, Lord, I'm willing. I'll not back up, back off, back out, or backslide. That's a great big statement. Because backsliding, hello, let me help you is any time that you're out of the will of what God wants you to do. Have you ever left the service and said, I wish I'd have done this or that? Guess what? Hello, backslider. But aren't you glad he's long-suffering? Aren't you glad he's merciful? Aren't you glad he's loving? Aren't you glad he's caring? Aren't you glad that he knows you and all of your needs before you even ask? But he still wants you to ask. Anybody that's got grandkids knows what I'm saying. You know what they want. My two boys, when they come in from school of the evening, First thing I want is a cookie. But I don't give them one until they ask. I wait till they come and say, Papa, can I have a cookie? And I say, Yeah. And man, they make a beeline for the cabinet. They know they can get their own cookies. They won't get them until they ask me. I don't give them to them until they ask me. Hello? Maybe there's something you need to ask God tonight to get you ready. Get you prepared. We're fixing to turn over a new year. Are you willing to do more next year than you did this year? Let us stand. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Simple invitation tonight. Are you ready? Do you need something? Come and ask God tonight. Father, I thank you for the privilege to be able to stand here tonight and give a little message to your people tonight. I thank you, God, for these that's diligent to come and receive the Word of God and diligent about responding to the Word of God as it speaks to their heart. I pray, God, for each and every soul here in this building tonight, those that are listening by the airways. I pray, God, that they'll have a yearning and a desire, God, to be at God's house and do God's will. God, that you can use them more greatly the next year than they have been used this year because they're willing, they're ready. They're ready to be offered up if death comes. And we know not when that shall be, but we're ready. 
We're praying, God, that you use us until that day of eternity. So you bless us, Lord, here tonight. Bless every heart, meet every need. God, let it be so there be noise abroad about the love and the mercy and the grace of God. Let your love and mercy be outside these walls and forevermore. Praise the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray and ask it. Amen. Amen. Amen.